Alright, day 196. Welcome back to the Windows and Mirrors podcast. My name is Keith. And I'm John. And remember, this is a podcast where we're trying to show you that the Bible uh, is more like a window than it is a mirror. Uh, we come to it to see through it and to see God, not to it to primarily look at it and see ourselves. Alright, so we end the first big chunk of Jeremiah, and this is his anthology of oracles, warnings of judgment, right? His greatest hits, his greatest sermons uh, of all time. And so Jeremiah 5, he picks up and we're just told of the sinfulness of God's people, right? And the text starts off similar to how Genesis 18 starts off, right? So it says, yo, if you find one person, (laughs) just one, any who acts justly, who pursues faithfulness, then I will forgive her. Look at that. It's already a faint picture of God ready to offer forgiveness to a righteous one. God is ready to offer forgiveness to the masses based on the obedience and righteousness of just one. Yes, already. And once again, Jeremiah is going to use these terms like from the least to the greatest. He uses all that kind of stuff. He even uses it in the restoration passages as well. But, um, you know, he's like, well, maybe it's just. Um, those on the margins of society that are doing this. But then he's like, no, no, let me go to the elites, right? People who have can afford seminary, right? right? People who uh, have theological training. And you know what? They've abandoned the covenant as well, right? right? So it's not even a matter of anything other than sinfulness uh, of of human hearts that cuts across all sectors of societies. And one of the things he's going to get at here, bro, is that one of their big sins was complacency Mm. right they were complacent they believe that the prophecies of judgment wouldn't come to pass and they could just live anything they any way they wanted because god is kind yeah (laughs) right they presumed upon the grace of god Mm. right believing that they could just get away with evil and so the lord is like no no judgment is gonna come babylon is gonna come The, the the judgment is coming from the north the wild beasts um and yeah, he's just super clear about what's to come. Once again, like you said, bro, it's going to rain. It's going to rain. <laughs> There's nothing you can do. Just get an umbrella, yeah. bro. Man, one of the things that I do think that you see in this text that we often miss is that uh, in God's anger, mm. we see God's expectations of us made explicit, mm. right? So this is not God saying... You know, your wife may may not say this, and I can either confirm or deny that my wife says it, but sometimes <laughs> like, yo, you okay? Like, yeah, if you don't know what you did wrong, then I'm not going to tell you. <laughs> <laughs> this is not God saying that, right? It's I not God saying... Huh? I ain't going to indict myself <laughs> on the podcast. I would just... <laughs> so this is not God saying, I'm mad, yep. and you're just going to have to figure out why I'm at. It's like, no, no, no. It's God saying, no, no, listen, this Mm. is why I'm upset and angry and disappointed. And the only reason I'm telling you Mm. is so that you know my expectations, that they're made explicit and so you can change. Mm. And in chapter five, I think we see that. And I just want to make sure that sometimes as we see the anger of God, that we're reminded that, no, 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 it is a good thing. It is him communicating to us what he does expect of us yeah at the end of the day it's like god's uh will for our lives is not a mystery right, right he's just right. really really clear about yeah. justice and faithfulness yeah. right like the love for the lord the love for your neighbor and yeah. that's all he's calling us to and i think in six he opens up and he's basically sounding an alarm right he's like no the capital city of the of Jerusalem is going to fall right it's going to fall the city must be punished there's nothing but oppression with 
in her, right? And again, like you said, like the Lord hates the oppression of other people, mm. right? And he is clear about that. She is full of violence and full of destruction, right? And he's going to say like, you know, he talked about their hearts being uncircumcised. And here he's going to say their ears mm. are uncircumcised. Mm. And so what many have said is that he's trying to draw this parallel between the two. That yep. at the end of the day, um, the inability to hear and heed, hearing is heeding, yeah. hear and heed the word of God and properly respond to it is a heart problem, not a head one. Right? That's good, bro. Right? If God's word, you know, and we see here in this text, like if God's word doesn't have our hearts, right, you'll see that someone else's words does, mm, right? And it's good. like at the end of the day, the Lord is just saying, no, 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 like I've 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 spoken, right? I haven't been quiet. I haven't I haven't made I haven't uh led you to have to figure this thing out, man. And um super I've been super clear about what I desire for you. That's good. To be man. faithful before me. That's good, bro. Our hearts are always arrested by somebody's words, right? Our hearts are never yeah. free of the grasp of somebody's words that we believe and take to heart. Mm. Mm. That's good. Yeah, and it's like, you know, um, at the end of the day, he's clear about that. And uh, he, he wants us to live, move, and have our being in his word. And he's like, man, y'all have like rejected my instruction, right? It's not just that y'all been negligent, right? Or forgotten or missed right. a Bible study. Y'all yeah. have rejected it right. and prefer false prophecy over true right. prophecy. And um, yeah, here in context, he's talking about the law of Moses, the first five books, uh, which was written and communicated for the people of God. Chapter seven comes, mm. temple sermon, yeah. right? And this is like Jeremiah's greatest sermon. Mm. And so basically he comes and he says, do you steal, murder, commit adultery, swear falsely, burn incense to Baal and follow other gods that you have not known? Then, you, then do you come and stand before me in the house that bears my name and say, we are rescued so we can continue doing all these detestable acts? Mm. Bro, at the end of the day, like he's pulling these uh, sins right out of the Ten Commandments, mm. right out of Exodus 20. Y'all, like, it was written in stone, big bro. <laughs> right, right, like, right, right, right. It wasn't like they had erasers and pens back then. Like, y'all could erase. No, no, no. This is written in stone. This is clear. That's good. And he's like, y'all believe that you, because you have my temple that I have given you, that it's some type of good luck charm, that you have the blessing and favor of God so much so that you could live in any way you want. Right. And God is like, fam, I will, I will tear all of this down, yeah. right? Yeah. Like, I will tear it all down. You can't. And shouldn't, I think the Lord is saying here is like, you can't and shouldn't feel justified in living in unrepentant, open sin and saying you're okay just because you go to church. Right. Right. You can't religion and ritual your way out of the guilt you brought upon yourself by shedding innocent blood, he's saying mm. to his people. Right. Like yep. Israel's religion has been corrupted because they trusted in the religion itself. Right. Rather than the God of the religion. And he says, yo, like some people are like, yo, we've been rescued. Right. Um, he says, uh, we, we've been rescued, right? So we can continue doing all these detestable acts. Mm. In other words, Jeremiah is, is talking to the person who says, no, no, no. Like, I know I'm oh, disobeying. I know I'm sinning, but I'm still saved, though. Right, right, right. right. And Jeremiah is saying, like, nah, like, God is not pleased with right. that. Right, right. Mm. He rebukes mm. that kind of attitude among yeah. his people. Yeah. Man, chapter 8 comes through, and you just see that the wrath on Judah is really a whole lot like the wrath on Israel. 
mm. right? And you know, you know, six fifteen and eight six and eight twelve, you see the sense of there's no shame. Mm. They're so far gone that nobody even regrets the bad things that I was gonna say the they same thing. do, right? Yeah. That it's like, man, if you can recount your if you can recount your sin without regretting it, mm. then I think you you need to or we need to pray for this fresh and new conscience and so jeremiah this weeping prophet hmm. is lamenting for a group of people who because their conscience is seared can't even lament for themselves mm. and that's just a sad mm. reality that people are so far gone that they no longer feel the very shame that would drive them to repent yeah and they've numbed their consciences mm -hmm. right so he's like you know you no longer feel humiliation um, and it's just we have to just remind ourselves that we can numb our conscience so much that we no longer feel a conviction for sin. Yes. Mm. But what displeases so much so much as well that what displeases the Lord now pleases us. Mm. Right. Like mm. now, like what the Lord despises, we find enjoyable. Mm. Right. And there's no conviction there, like you said. And this is a dangerous place to be. Right. Mm. And the Lord, once again, through Jeremiah is saying. That's a place I don't want you to be. Right. I don't want you to be there. This is why this man is pouring his heart out yeah. through his word because the Lord doesn't want that for us. Right. Right. Yeah. And I think, man, like when we hear uh, passages like the prophets, we just think like, man, God is. It's like, no, no, no. Like he wants something better for you. Absolutely. And that's the thing that I think we have to remember. And Jeremiah knows that and he's trying to preach to God's people. And he's like, yo, is there no balm in Gilead? Is there no physician there? So why has the healing of my dear people not come about? And Gilead was this place with this balm, right? These mm -hmm. trees uh, that healed wounds. And he's like, man, there is nothing here among the people uh, that can heal them of their present state. And so guess what? God has to intervene for his people. Yeah. God has to step in and change things. And the beauty of the gospel is that he has. Yeah. 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 Let's pray. Father, we thank you for the fact that apart from your grace, we would have been in the same place. Yes, Lord. Lord. Yes. Lord. Um, being easily able to recount our sin without regretting it. But because of your grace, Lord, uh, you've turned our lamentation into joy. Father, yes. we ask that you would continue to do that as you awaken us and bring life to our consciences. It's mm -hmm. in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Amen.